brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Syndicated Source Material. Welcome to an extra special episode of Syndicated Source Material. Today, March 26th, 2021, marks the release of an animated series. It's going to be the first three episodes available immediately on Amazon Prime of Robert Kirkman's Invincible. Back on April 25th, 2016, Ronnie Adams and I got together to discuss the first volume of Invincible. Uh, the original episode was about an hour and nine minutes. I think I've got it down to just a tiny bit more than an hour. Uh, the good thing is this is the 69th, <laughs> this is the 69th episode that aired on the Rattelichin Broadcasting Network, and I had gotten my editing chops under me, so didn't have to do a whole lot to touch this up. So as I'm going through editing this, I hear uh, Ronnie and I discuss our experience with The Walking Dead, uh, the comic and the TV series. At this time in 2016, apparently Negan had just shown up in the television series. And where we're sitting at right now, I think we are... 18, 17 or 18 episodes into the final season of The Walking Dead. Uh, and it's been it's been quite a journey. So it was just fun to hear us talk about that. Invincible was a really fun comic book. You'll hear me talk about reading up to the fifth volume. And there were definitely plans for us to revisit this series. However, we never did. I'm kind of surprised because if you listen to our discussion, it is a tremendous book. So the discussion on volume two will happen. According to the calendar right now, slated for May 24th, Invincible Volume 2, Eight is Enough, will be discussed. While I was listening to the discussion, I had remembered February 14th, 2018, the comic series had come to an end. Final issue was issue 144. Now we get to look forward to an animated series, which I just watched the trailer before I came on here to record this preamble, and I'm excited. I will tell you that if the animated series was anything like the comic book, we're in for a real treat. Enough about that. Let's go ahead and hop into the first volume of Invincible. Hey, speaking of Amazon, before we hop into the episode, I want to remind you that if you head to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M network, you can get a free 30-day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com slash W2M network for that free 30-day trial. Good Monday evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Source Material. Tonight, Ronnie Adams from the Screaming Boy Podcast returns, and we discuss a book that he suggested quite a while back. For those of you that are Walking Dead fans, the name Robert Kirkman will ring a bell as the creator of the Walking Dead comic that the AMC series is based on. What you may not know is that earlier in 2003, the same year the Walking Dead comic was released, Kirkman wrote a superhero title drawn by Corey Walker. This book is still being released today. It is called Invincible. Join us as we discuss this first volume of the initial four issues of the series, focusing on the adventures of Mark Grayson, dealing with his entry into the world of superheroes, balancing school, and his crazy family life. Spoiler warning! We will spoil this book. Consider yourself warned. Alright, that's it. Let's talk about it. 
All right. Well, let's go ahead. We'll talk a little bit about it. As yeah, I it, as I tell my son every once in a while. Matter of fact, I told him earlier today. He was mad because he didn't want to get up. I said, "Come on over here." Hop up on Daddy. You just tell me all about it. <laughs> tell me about it. And then we even have a little song. It's, you tell me about it. I tell you about it. You tell me. I tell you. You tell me about it. So, Ronnie, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. <laughs> what is happening right now? Uh, Invincible. So, first off, uh, when did you start reading Invincible? I started reading Walking Dead, I think, first. Okay. And I really wanted to read more of Kirkman. Mm-hmm. So I started looking into what he was doing, and I, I saw Invincible and read the premise of it. I, I say I like to say that I'm, I've been following this since you know day one, the beginning. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I did some trades. Man, I started reading it and um, just absolutely fell in love with it. I could tell you that the first, I think the first time I actually paid attention to the Invincible character, uh, he was on the cover of Image United. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Long, forlorn, tremendous <laughs> crossover that was supposed to happen, which was just such a magnificent idea. And it's, it turns, it seems whenever I turn my eyes to the, uh, the image side of things, something pops up that reminds me that, you know, this, this particular uh, book has not been finished. Image United was a, an, an idea. It was going to be a book where they took all the well, at least the standard or the, mm. use the word, iconic image superheroes, most of them from back in the day when I got into collecting image comics, Savage Dragon, Shadowhawk, I, I well, none of the Wildstorm universe, because at this point in time, <laughs> they were over at DC, so can't yeah. say Wildcats or Stormwatch or anything like that. Supreme, I believe, was part of it. I know Spawn was, for sure. And one of these days, I want to devote at least, like, maybe an episode to the first three issues because this is a six issue series Mm -hmm. that was going to be okay. Now this is get this. They were going to take and tell this story and each artist who owned each character was going to draw that particular character in whatever panel or however the story was going to be told. So if there was, you know, uh, five or six panels with Spawn in it, Todd McFarlane was going to take over the pencils for Spawn and do do that. But if there so happened to be Savage Dragon in the background, that panel had to be shipped off to Eric Larson in order for him to draw Savage Dragon in the background of that panel. Okay? So imagine that, man. I mean, just imagine the logistics of some kind of a, a, you know, this, this undertaking that they were going to try yeah well who was writing it none other than robert kirkman which i did not know until today i've owned three of these issues ronnie i don't think i've read them just because (laughs) i look back at image in the 90s with very rose-colored glasses Mm. and when i see something like they plan to do with this i really didn't want to read it until it was all said and done Anyway, I find out that Robert Kirkman wrote this, and I remember going to the comic book store down here, Asylum Comics. You were there last weekend. I was. <laughs> uh, very, I, I was very impressed with the shop. I'm not just saying that. That's good to hear. So I go to Asylum, and I, I see Image United sitting there on the shelf, and I see this goofy-looking kid with <laughs> blue-yellow costume. I'm like, who? This isn't any of This isn't who my... the crap is that? This is not my 90s image superheroes. Who is yeah. this guy? And if I remember right, they did different covers for different issues. So, like, Spawn would be on one cover. Savage Dragon would be on another cover. But they would do, like, alternate covers for for the same issue. And I remember sitting there going, I ain't going to buy this stupid one with this guy on it. Who the heck is this guy? <laughs> well, it turns out that's the main character of Robert Kirkman's superhero title, which is uh, which is called Invincible. And a long-running title at that. I mean, yeah. you're not yeah. going to see... It's very rare that you see any Image Comics grace 50 issues. Yeah. Let alone 100 and, you know, where are they at now? Any idea? Like 130, 140? 100, yeah, somewhere into there. I've lost count, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, Might be close to 130. Nowadays, he's not famous for Invincible. Uh, you mentioned Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, that's obviously something completely different. 
Uh, well, I think, yeah, I started reading Walking Dead and then got into more Kirkman because he did like Marvel zombies and things like that. And I and I like that. But this was just a completely different animal. Like you said, super, you know, him writing a superhero book, not like I mean, he was always known as a zombie guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's and that's his kind of his his niche. That's, a, that's something I learned today. I had no idea. I did not know he wrote Marvel Zombies either. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I watched a couple interviews on YouTube about this guy. Uh, and, you know, I've watched Walking Dead. Actually, me and Mindy just finished up the most recent uh, season finale. Oh, Two days ago. So you got to see Negan. Yes, indeed. Man, did they not pick the perfect actor? Yeah, that guy. Mindy, oh, Mindy was sitting there. You know, she, when he come out and the way he was talking, mm. uh, she was like, this guy is just insane. I was like, yeah, he's he's something else. I said, you should read him in the comic book. He 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 absolutely nails the attitude of Negan and, you know, the comic book version of Negan. But, of course, they can't. There's only so much they can do with the the uh, the language. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter you know what you say about AMC, they're you know they they can't drop. They can drop a few, maybe one a, a season or something, but they can't. The amount of cursing that this character does in the comic book is just it's crazy, <laughs> and um, so they had to you know they, they had the time to tone it down. <clears throat> I've been a fan of Jeffrey Dean Morgan for a while, and I've I've watched him in movies, and I mean even though. Um, uh, shoot, he did one other comic book movie, The Losers. The Losers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's a it's a DC book. I think it's DC Vertigo or something. I, I can't remember. It wasn't a great movie. In fact, it was you know pretty pretty poorly done. He did a he did great in it. I mean, he just does good in everything, in my opinion. But uh, but and then Chris Evans, uh, of course, you know he did great uh, in something else other than. I mean, he had to get rid of uh, some other typecasting and things like that. But uh, uh, I've seen him in that and Supernatural and a few other things. And I've just, you know, I've always liked him as an actor. And, and to pick him to do this was just, it was a brilliant move. Yeah. little. Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably everybody knows it already. But uh, in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, he actually, he and Lauren Cohen, which are both in The Walking Dead now, played Martha and... Uh, Jonathan? Thomas Wayne. Oh, Martha and Thomas. Okay. Yeah. I should have known better. I, and Jonathan, Come on, Star Trek. I know, dude. I'm kidding. Well, that, <laughs> the Martha threw me off. So, well, I mean, you know, you hear Martha and uh, immediately you, you become friends. You become friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, Invincible, you know, Kirkman's trying his hand at uh, the, the superhero genre. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which which came first, and I'm going to go ahead and hop on Wikipedia because what'd you say? Chicken or the egg? Uh, wrong one. Invincible came out. Let's take a look here. First issue, Invincible number one, came out January of 2003. Now, mm-hmm. Kirk, when did Walking Dead? Walking Dead. Gosh, Walking Dead's been around feels like forever. Publication date October of 2003, so not too okay. long after. Not too long after, yeah. Did I tell you about? And maybe you saw it on on Facebook, but uh, somebody was selling a first appearance of The Walking Dead, and mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Now here here's the kicker. All right, it's not a Walking Dead number one. It was a previews magazine so- <laughs> soliciting The Walking Dead. All right. Now here's the crazy part. It was selling for unreal amounts of money. You're kidding. I am not kidding you, sir. Somebody, uh. somebody put on there the first appearance of The Walking Dead, and it was a little write-up in previews, and they were selling the previews mag, and. <laughs> It was, dude, and it was selling for crazy money. I know, dude. Did you hear about the guy that was selling air for Kobe Bryant's last game? <laughs> he Ziploc bagged air oh, from the game, and it was selling for thousands of dollars, my friend, and eBay came in and yanked the plug on it. Good. <laughs> People, I don't know, man, if people are smart or if people are idiots. Because uh, the guy that's selling it, I would say that's a pretty smart dude. If he would have been able to at least get a, get away with it. Because there's an idiot out there that will purchase well, anything, yeah. man. Uh, well, I mean, it's like the guy was trying to sell his own soul on eBay. And, and eBay told him, no, you're, no. <laughs> you can't do that, unfortunately. You can't do that. Unfortunately. 
Walking Dead, according to this, the Wikipedia has a number of issues at 153. Now, I watched a little thing on Robert Kirkman, talking about Robert Kirkman, because I don't know the, you know, I'm not too familiar with the guy. I, I understand now he's a partner at Image, or at least he was. This was back in the interview that they were doing in 2000, I think it was 2007. Uh, he was made partner. Pretty popular guy, and of course, you know, when you got a great TV series now in the in the Walking Dead on AMC that's just going still continuing to go gangbusters. He's a pretty important dude, right? Yeah. Now I read The Walking Dead first. Obviously, you know I I was you know I'll go ahead and freely freely admit that the internet helped me out with that one. And I can remember reading all the way up to issue 100 and probably past issue 100 on my iPhone 3. Yes, sir. I read all those issues laying in bed wow. on an iPhone 3. <laughs> That's three, impressive, sir. 3S, as a matter of fact. But I can remember sitting there reading them, and you know, I was absolutely taken by the way that this guy was writing this this book. So then you come to me, and you're like, you got to read Invincible. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't realize at first that that was Kirkman. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to give that a shot. And then, of course, I was able to gain access to the issues and, and picked them up digitally. So <laughs> that's not like I have Invincible number one sitting in my, in my uh, collection or anything like that. Watching those interviews today, you know what he, you know who he reminds me of. If you look at the guy, he looks like freaking Kevin Steen. He does. <laughs> sitting there, uh, you know that's that's incredibly I, accurate. I was so like, gotta find a meme. Somebody's gotta have a meme of the guy of the guy from Futurama saying, "Not yeah. sure if yeah. Kevin Steen <laughs> or Robert Kirkman." Yeah, but. Anyway, physical appearance aside, I mean, this guy is like a really down-to-earth type of dude, at least the the two guys that talk to him. But I'd mentioned... Very soft-spoken, very humble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned about uh, Image United. Uh, My my thoughts are all over the place here. I think I should have made notes and maybe kept track of what I needed to do. In In the interview that they did after the con... Where he they made him a partner. Image made him a partner. The guy that was there interviewing him, one of the guys from iFanboy. Oh crap, I can't remember his last name. But anyway, Ron asked him. He says, "So, so you guys just announced Image United." He's like, "Do you have any concerns with Image's records? Do you have any concerns that this is, you know, pretty much asked him? All right, do you think it's going to get done?" <laughs> uh, and Robert Kirk was like, "I am, I am not concerned at all. No, I am not concerned, not one bit." Sure enough. That was seven years ago, Ronnie, when that interview was done. <laughs> yeah. The last update you'll find on Wikipedia for Image United was that in 2011, Eric Larson had his part 60% done. It, that's uh, Image United continues to haunt me to this day, even if I'm trying to do research on a freaking comic that I or a creator that I had no idea had part in it. Yeah, just like you said, soft-spoken guy. I didn't really get into too much in the history. I mean, other than the fact that Kirkman mentioned, he was asked, you know, how was it getting into comics? What was it like? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And he was working somewhere, I think, at like this light bulb selling place or a lighting place somewhere. He said it was just right down the street from where he was living. And he was trying to do both things at the same time. He's trying to do comics and he was trying to work at the same time. But what would end up happening is he'd work till about 8 o'clock at night, go home, and just start doing comics till like 2 or 3 in the morning. And then he'd go to bed, get up at 8 o'clock the next morning, go to work. He said finally he just realized it was starting to kill him. He just, it was too much. So he had to make a decision and and he told his wife, who was married at the, he was married to at the time, and I believe they're still married. He says, "I'm quitting my job, and I'm going to do. I'm going to make a go at comics. 
Uh, and now it wasn't like it was an easy, oh my gosh, right all of a sudden he's got a hit on his yeah. hand. Oh, yeah. He went into $40,000 in credit card debt. What? Forty grand. That sounds like Kevin Smith. He Did he have a similar situation? Yeah, he sold off his entire comic book collection, went, maxed out all his credit cards and took loans out from friends and family to make clerks. Dang. Yeah, I can't remember the exact dollar amount that he went into debt, but he went into debt pretty heavy. But the first thing he did was he bought his comic book collection back when it was a hit. Oh, wow. That right there is scary. Uh, yeah. Oh, he, gosh, yeah. Kirkman talks about how being laying on the living room at his, at his house, and he said he was doing the math. Uh, and just coming up with what the minimum payments were for his credit cards yeah. was like three grand a month. And he's got to try and turn around. Can't remember what year he said it was, but there was one year where he only made a total of $300 a year. Yeah. You know, lightning strikes every once in a while. This guy can write. Yeah. Clearly he was doing Invincible just a short time prior to the, prior to Walking Dead. I'm sure he had got his hands or you know his hands in the Marvel properties, Marvel Zombies. In accordance to the others, Marvel comic, uh, Marvel Zombies came out later. So he goes into Image and he, he does this superhero comic called Invincible. The first volume, which is what we're going to talk about tonight, it's only four, I think, four issues long. A very good quick read. Uh, one thing that I, yeah. I, I could say about comics that uh, I enjoy, they're they're easy to read. And it last long enough. Yeah. Some, when you're sitting there going, oh, man, you know, I, I, I want some more. This guy knows how to get me to binge read a comic. King of the cliffhanger, man. He is, too, dude. He really is. Because, you know, it, we th- I think I started watching Walking Dead, like, shortly in the middle of the first season, I believe. May have even caught the first episode shortly after it aired. You know, watching that, I was... I was like, oh my gosh, can't wait till the next, can't wait till the next show, can't wait till the next show. Then start picking up the comics. And there were many nights as I was reading through those comics going, oh, holy crap, I need to get to the next issue immediately and figure out what happens. Very, very similar stuff here. He makes it easy to read. Uh, these first few issues, when it comes to cliffhangers, this is a whole new world for me when it comes mm. to, well, I say whole new world, but, you know, the invincible world of things, even though it's meshed in with the superhero world of the image, com- of image comics, there's not a lot of that going on. You know, not a lot of that in the background. You can't yeah. really tell he's part of the universe, just like you'd see, you know, if you're reading a Superman story and Batman shows up, it's commonplace. Right. Uh, here you're not immediately familiar with the characters, which is a good thing in my opinion. Yeah. And now, <laughs> I will say later on, he does incorporate more of the, of the image universe. Yes, I've seen. Uh, yeah, I've seen. Uh, I've seen Savage Dragon. I've seen Super Patriot, which are yeah. two that I'm pretty familiar with. You know, this universe. It's it's nice to be able to get kind of s- set up in. But well, let's talk about Invincible here. The the character. Okay. Okay. He's the name of our main character, a guy, a kid by the name of Mark Grayson, mm-hmm. who is. Uh, he's senior year in high school, right? Yeah. And, and this first chapter that we read, he's just hitting a point where he gets his superpowers. Mm-hmm. It's, go ahead. He's just, he, I was going to say, he's just a normal everyday kid. Uh, he just slings burgers at a fast food joint, you know, after school job. Just, you know, just a regular kid, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and we find out that Mark has a dad who is a superhero guy by the name of Omni Man. Omni Man. Omni Man, mustachioed, uh, nice, nice looking mustache on the guy. Dude, uh, got a great mustache. <laughs> and I would almost say that he is the Superman equivalent. Yeah. Of, oh gosh, yeah. Of uh, yeah, of the Invincible or Image Universe uh, here in this particular story. In, in this first chapter, we, we see where it's just commonplace for his dad to show up late at dinner and then talk about the day that they, that he had fighting off crazy supervillains or this, you know, at one point he mentions fighting a dragon. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> just all sorts of, go ahead. It's really funny how they, how they introduce him because he's like, you know, dad's not home. She's like, no, he's been having trouble at work lately. You know, they don't know where he is. And then they look on the news and then they see Omni-Man fighting a dragon. They're like, well, at least you know where he is now. (laughs) 
Wait, wait, what? He'll come home and regale these tales at the dinner table of the crazy, insane day he had as Omni-Man. And his wife's like, okay, just don't forget to, you know, do the dishes when we're done here. She she doesn't give a crap. She doesn't. And it's just like, okay, you know, that's that's an everyday thing. So we're kind of introduced to this family life. And what we understand is, is that at some point, Mark is expecting to get his superpowers. Right. Uh, and you mentioned how he's flipping the flipping the burgers at, at the yeah. burger joint, goes to take the trash outside, which is something I don't know. Many, I'm sure, many kids can identify with, you know, as they're starting out with that first job, taking the trash out to the dumpster. Shoot. <laughs> and he goes to take the trash out to the dumpster, and he goes to chuck it in there, and whoops. It <laughs> tosses it into orbit. It goes flying up into the sky. And, you know, as many people would expect you know you're thinking well this kid's gonna freak out and you know all of a sudden he just smiles and he's like cool so he knows he was yeah. he was expecting it to happen and now that it's hit uh he realizes that oh man i'm thinking i'm starting to get these superpowers you know the son of one of the most powerful beings of this you know of the world now he's actually going to start he's he's going to start coming into his own as a superhero can you give us your best description of the type of powers that he has? Just in that first, you know, when he talks to his dad about it, he's like, you know, hey, I think my powers are coming in. And you can see that he obviously has super strength because he chucked a bag of trash into into space. Yep, that's one thing. So we Just definitely know super flipping. strength for sure. Uh, his dad, if he has the same powers as his dad, you see his dad flying. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, that, um, you know, with super strength comes in invulnerability most uh-huh. of the time. Uh-huh. So, I mean, his name's invincible for goodness sakes. That's true. Super strength and vulnerability flight. You find out that he doesn't really need a whole lot to survive like air. I think his dad said at one time he can go a week without breathing, uh, you know, holding his breath for a week, I should say. Is there a point where he's like, I mean, really fast too? Is he, does he have super oh, yeah. speed? He, yeah. I mean, that goes along super speed. You know, it's kind of like Superman. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it goes along with the, the, whole territory mm-hmm. so super but. speed soup you know he's got uh super strength and vulnerability uh and and flight so uh, yeah no, pretty much no i-beams or anything that's so. right i was gonna say no i-beams no weakness to kryptonite as far as we know right uh so i mean if you look at the characters i mean later on i mean you you actually see this through issues there's no real weaknesses to speak of mm-hmm. hence the name now see it's it's cool because he's got to try and figure out a name there and and, and yeah. this this first chapter is pretty much about you go along with mark mark grayson to on his journey as he becomes super powered and figures out what he wants to do of course you know as soon as he realizes what he can do the next step is to follow in his dad's footsteps and he decides to fight crime we meet this guy who is actually a pretty prominent figure later on down the line or at least you know we see him in a few issues which is the tailor the guy that creates the suit mark's looking for a name and at one point i think he gets in trouble at school because he does the peter parker thing where he (laughs) kind of uh stands up to the bully uh he he puts this bully into the lockers and the, the principal which we find out uh looks an awful lot like carl winslow from freaking (laughs) family matters (laughs) because what's the name of his high school the reginald vell johnson high school (laughs) oh good old rvj yeah, yeah. So anyway, he's in the principal's office, and the principal's like, "You can't be going around doing this. You're not invincible, you know." And then immediately he's like, "Ah, oh, there's hey, my name. Look at that. Look at that." Uh, and of course, they got this. The cool, the costume I've got to say is actually pretty cool, especially for the fact that this comic is being published by Image. And yeah. when I first saw Invincible, I thought the eye really. I thought it was somehow related to the eye and image yeah it looks very similar to the eye and image Mm -hmm. uh with the you know the lowercase i and the big dot uh so uh, but of course the i stands for invincible you know it it fits perfect uh so there's there's chapter one pretty much our intro to mark his family uh i don't know i can't remember what his dad's actual name is other than omni man i I can't remember what his, his actual name is i'm sure his mom says it a couple times but so our introduction there chapter one Chapter two, we get the origin of his father, mm-hmm. uh, and which is which is really neat. Kind of like a uh, 
And again, another, you could draw parallels to Superman, but this guy was not some kid rocketed out to space. This was a, uh, a sentient alien being on an alien world who had made a decision. Nolan. I just, it just popped in my head. Sorry. Nolan. Uh, Nolan Grayson. Nolan Grayson. Okay. He was a, an alien being and there was this, they had, you know, this utopia of a society who had mm-hmm. grown and, and decided to go out and help other planets. Uh, mm-hmm. and to where they formed this thing called the Betterment Committee on that planet, to where they would go to almost, it's very much like, I know you're not the Star Trek fan, if I remember correctly. Yep. <laughs> so if I said that something about the Prime Directive at this point in time, you would, would you know what I'm talking about, or would you even? Not a dang clue. <laughs> The prime directive in Star Trek is to not interfere. You saw Star Trek. You saw the most recent one, right? Like the the yeah. reboot. Okay, you know it's how they're movie. they're <laughs> they're on that planet and they bring the spaceship out of the. You're not, you're not to, supposed to interrupt anything or yeah, and, le- and observe exactly and and less advanced civilizations. Yeah. If if it's more of an advanced civilization, they have a little bit of wiggle room to make a decision to go down there and interfere or, or take a hand into whatever matters are going on. Very similar to what the Betterment Committee does. The Betterment Committee would go and find worlds that they think are at a certain level of techno- technological advancement, and then they would go bestow upon them, hey, welcome to such and such. Welcome to the Federation. Oh, man, I love dropping these <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> So he, that's kind of what the Betterment Committee is. Now, Mark's dad, Nolan, decided at one point that he was kind of he, – he had glimpsed Earth, and he convinced them to go check Earth out. He, they're kind of watching Earth from afar, uh, and the Betterment Committee says, ah, you know what? These guys are – they're not just at the level we want. So somehow Nolan says, look, let me go and live among them. And they're like, okay, well, you can do that, but just be aware – Earth is way far out there in the universe, and we may not be back for a while. So he's like, okay. So that's how uh, Nolan, Omni-Man, gets to Earth. Of course, he gets to Earth. He has all these tremendous powers, not powered by the sun, which is no. there. That is definitely made that is made uh, apparent in the first issue. There's a little <laughs> bit of a sly crack from the tailor there. But um, we thought they said we thought his uh, powers were solar based, but yeah, he's like we we thought they were solar because he gave him that costume and had the, all these discs on yeah, it. Yeah, they they collected solar energy. Yeah, and no one looks at him and says well, that's okay. Uh, you know, that's that's a common mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, the betterment uh, the betterment committee leaves no one on Earth, and he becomes he decides well with all these powers, I want to become a superhero. Uh, of course, they, he he mentions meeting his mom. Doesn't go into that whole story. Uh, so we kind of figure out where Nolan came from and what happened and what led him to be where it is. And, of course, Nolan's sitting there and telling his son this. And his son's like, I don't know, 10 years old or something. But he's trying to tell them, you got to be prepared because at some point you are going to be old enough to where you're going to start developing your own powers. There you go. That's that's just kind of a glimpse as to how Omni-Man came about. We, we, we fast forward to the present. Mark's still trying to kind of get a handle on his powers and stuff like that. He's mm-hmm. kind of picking up fighting crime. He stops some these these two big old blue goons, which they're they're pretty common. Uh, yeah, one of them, the clones, kind of mainstays in the in the old. I don't think it happens in this first these first chapter, but these guys are clones. I'm not giving anything away here, but no. one of them's a clone. It's so funny because every once in a while they slide this banter in between them, where like you're the clone, no, you're the clone, you're the clone, and you're yeah. the clone, you're the clone, and, and so there's there's this constant question that hasn't been answered so far as I've been reading this. Which one's the original? one they're knocking off uh we be toys uh, or toys be we <laughs> toys be we my bad <laughs> they're knocking off toys be we when they're grabbing a bunch of game boxes out of there for these processing chips and invincible <clears throat> robert kirkman with this stuff is not I mean, he doesn't give a do not put a whole lot of thought into that <laughs> oh, toys be we uh, toys, and game boxes yeah you can clearly see in the interviews that he does where he's just like 
Well, I thought that was cool. That was a cool idea, but I was just like, whatever. And yeah. he didn't care. I mean, he was just putting stuff on a page. He, he wanted to create something that he wanted to have fun in. So he didn't put a whole lot of thought. Almost, that sounds almost like an insult, but it, it isn't really because he wanted to have some fun. And when you're yeah. the most fun you're ever going to have is the, the mindless fun that you can ever have. <laughs> you can have a right. lot of times. And that's kind of what he's doing here. Mark shows up. He was just out for a nice night flight, by the way. He's not in costume or anything. Shows up there, stops these guys from stealing these game boxes. He meets the teen team. <laughs> teen team. Uh, so another parallel to like the Teen Titans or something. There's like, yeah. there's four members, I think. There's maybe five. We got Adam Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's A-T-O-M, folks. We got Adam Eve. We've got Rexplode. Rexplode. <laughs> Greatest uh, name ever, by the way. <laughs> Duplicate. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, four second, members. Second greatest name ever. Robots. Robot. <laughs> Your name is just Robot. That's that's all he's known as is Robot. But Robot is clearly the leader of the team because yeah. he can. He's very smart and he's, he's a robot. As far as I know, he's a robot. I I don't think there's anything that leads us to believe that he's anything other than a robot at this point in time. Yeah. But the team team shows up. They wrangle these guys and. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's how these two meet, the teen team and, and Mark. He looks at Adam Eve, who is a girl, okay? A-T-O-M, remember. Adam Eve is this girl, and he recognizes her, but he can't place her. And then the next day at school, he realizes, oh, crap, hey, I go to physics with this girl. Yeah. So they meet up, and, and of course, they're talking, and uh, they have this kind of kinship that they're both superheroes. There's another instance where they track they track one of these clone guys to the hideout. He ends up helping, Mark ends up helping the teen team take these guys out <laughs> and all these robots. So he helps them once again, and he's offered the opportunity to join them. Robot says, hey, you know, you're awful helpful. Give us some thought about joining us. Right at the end, there's a Twin Pines mall that's sitting there. Uh, they, they cut to the scene, and this kid wakes up on this bench. He's out of nowhere, wakes up, and he's like, well, you know, what am I doing here? Opens up his shirt, and there's a bomb strapped to him, and boom, it goes off. And that's our cliffhanger for chapter two. What's going on here? So, man, I'm jumping, you know, I'm going through these like gangbusters. What do you, what do you got to say about uh, issue two here? Anything that... Uh... I like the thought of the team team. Um, the whole thing, I mean, you look at it, he pulls the Peter Parker in the first chapter and the second. The second issue, like you said, he's, he's just testing everything out. He wants to know if he can fly. So that's how, you know, he's laying in bed. And he's like, I can fly. Yeah, I can fly. And he gets bored and he just goes out for a... And who wouldn't? Exactly. If you can fly, you're going to go out and test it out. Oh, dude. Um, I love that because he's just he's just a kid, you know, and he wants to to do what he you know what he can do. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of parallels to, to other comic books, and they do it tongue in cheek, and they don't really really rip anybody off, especially with some of the main care you know some of the not main characters, but the ones that you know they stay around for a little while, like the team team. Mm-hmm. But any any comic or <laughs> any comic universe worth its salt has got to have teenagers uh, on a team somewhere. Mm, that's you right. Know? That's right. You know, so, I mean, there's been multiple ones in Marvel, and then you think about the Teen Titans uh, in DC. So, But the one thing that really stood out to me was when, you know, they got to know each other. I mean, they, you know, found out who each other were in, in school was uh, Adam Eve and Mark. I believe her name is Samantha, by the way. Uh, I think her yeah. first name's Samantha. Samantha Eve something. But, yeah, uh, she goes by Eve. Yep. 
they go into this this dumpster and they change to you know into their superhero costumes and they fly away. Mark actually looks at it and says, I, "But now that we're in costume, how do we get out of here without being spotted? Because they're behind the school." And they just fly up. And she says, "You'd be surprised how rarely people ever look up." It's true. And I was like, "That's a really good observation because." <laughs> Everybody's so caught up in their own lives. They don't take time to look at the sky and all that. You know, where I'm sitting right now, I can see a little bit out my blinds, and the moon is absolutely gorgeous tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think of stuff like that. You know, how often do you actually take time to look up yeah. and to look around? Little things like that that make me go, you know, Kirkman is a heck of a writer, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that he would think of that. You're Mark Grayson. Now mm-hmm. you've you've realized that you've got superpowers. You know you're thinking about you're not going around advertising who you are and what superpowers you have or anything like that. You've got a mask on to try and hide your identity. You now just found out that there is a girl that's in your class that almost does the same thing. She's a superhero. Instant connection. Yeah. And uh, you got to be careful too, though. I read too many comic books and watch too many shows because you don't know if she's going to be evil. But then again, she is. She is drawn very attractively. She's, she is. Yeah, she's she's quite attractive. Even Mark even says that at one point. Yeah. Here, and then later in this next this next issue. So who's your favorite off of the team team? <laughs> got to have a favorite. Who's Probably your favorite? Probably explode. It's just a giant deep bag, and he doesn't care. And uh, he's kind of his, his power set is kind of like Gambit. Yeah, he takes, yeah. He takes things and 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 charges them and makes them, you know, turns them into weapons. Mm-hmm. They um, explode. They they do. They explode. All right. So go on. We're going on to chapter three, and this is the this is a fun one. This is where I I was like, oh man, this is getting good. This is fun stuff. This is really fun stuff because a lot of times these independent comics, you and I both know they, they're going to focus, they could focus on relationships, they could focus on this, they could focus on that, and there just may not be a whole lot of action. Right. Okay. But in this, this third chapter, things kind of hit that superhero level that I'm used to. So we find out that the kid that got blown up, we find out that uh, he was a student, a fellow student of Mark and Samantha's, or Mark and uh, Invincibles and Adam Eves, at uh, the Reginald Vell Johnson High School. The principal is, you know, addressing the student body and saying, look, you know, we're really concerned. We've got a couple, there's another missing student. Mark, finally. Now, you, you put yourself in Mark's shoes. You tell me if you do this, okay? Mark okay. still goes to work, just like a good kid. Yeah. Got all these superpowers. Good kid. But, and his dad even, he even says that his dad expects him to do this job because it builds character. And then we got the tyrannical manager coming in yelling about fries. Mark quits immediately. Is this you, Ronnie Adams? Oh, shoot. I would have found, I would have quit when I found out I could fly. <laughs> He, he he tries to stick it out. Yeah, that's a better man than me. Yeah, and I think I, I couldn't blame him. It's time to get out of there. He ends up quitting his job, goes back home. I don't think he comes out and tells his dad, but he, he suits up that night after dinner. He's going to go back out, and his dad's like, hey, why don't we, maybe it was, I, I don't know, maybe it was during the day in the evening. I, I can't remember. His dad says, hey, you know, it's time for us, to, why don't we team up? Why don't we go on patrol together and mark's like sure let's do that so omni man and invincible take off and and go uh take care of business as as casually as they can carrying on a conversation in between as flying through the uh flying through the skies and it, it's so crazy because he'll be sitting there the panels are you know him flying by his dad and all of a sudden his dad disappears for a panel and it comes back he's like oh sorry just had to go stop a dam from breaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's just it's nonchalant. You know, yeah, <laughs> this is the life of a superhero. It's yeah. got to take care of business when you can. So they, they team up, and then, of course, this big, you know, the big conflict happens where he gets this call on his radio. They've, they've, there's something going on in this. Uh, they don't even mention where it's at. All I know is, like, there's Air Force jets just, you know, laying down fire on this spot. Both Invincible and Omni-Man show up there, and there's just tons of aliens coming out of this portal uh, and like i said i got excited because we got to see some of these you know this crazy this crazy stuff that was uh, these crazy fights uh we finally get treated to a, a a good battle so there's like thousands upon thousands of these alien creatures they're humanoid but they're green and they're coming out of this portal and they're trying to handle it as best as they can Omni-Man starts to feel like they're overwhelmed, but then they start to notice something, which this is key, but, you know, these these aliens start, like, aging really rapidly, 
and, and Mark looks over at his dad and he's like, you know, is it me or is this just getting easier? And then they start looking at the aliens and, I mean, they're aging by the minute. Until finally, the aliens are like, well, screw this, we can't beat these guys. And they all head back into the portal and leave. <laughs> and, I mean, Omni-Man was like, almost had to call in reinforcements because it was getting pretty bad out there. We were getting overwhelmed. So they kind of got a lucky break. It was funny because Mark is uh, invincible as he's, you know, so new to the game, he has no idea that it was getting that bad at all. Uh, just to kind of show you how green he was, he thought everything was okay. Shortly thereafter... There's another call. Omni-Man is aware of something else that's going on. He tells he tells Mark, he says, you need to keep up because we've got, there, there's an emergency. And he takes off flying and, and Mark's trying to get, trying to keep up. Omni-Man ends up flying right back down to, I think it's Twin Pines Mall again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark shows up just in time to see his dad grab a hold of this kid, open up his shirt, and there's another bomb planted on a kid. And he asks him, who did this to you? Who did this to you? The kid has no idea. So all he has left to do, because it's counting down to like three, two, one, Omni-Man just chucks the kid into the air <laughs> <laughs> through the, the hole in the roof of the mall, and the kid goes flying in the air and explodes. So we have another kid dead by these bombs. And then immediately after that, you know, as, as Mark's trying to figure out, well, well, what the hell just happened? He, he turns around to talk to his dad when all of a sudden, whoop, teleport opens up and these green aliens come in and grab him, his dad, <laughs> and take him into the portal. There's, and he's, you know, Mark's just kind of sitting there like, uh, what just happened? And then he has to go home. And this is, again, this family dynamic is just so interesting. It's very, Almost Incredibles, you know, the movie yeah. Incredibles. Oh, I, yeah. I get that from it almost. But he has to go home to his mom, whose mom's sitting there as faithful as ever, getting the pork chops ready mm-hmm. and getting the table set. You know, she's like, I must, I, I think she says something like, I, I need to expect you guys to be, to both be late from here on out, apparently. And he's like, well, he's like, well, dad kind of got sucked into a portal. Uh, <laughs> and then she's like, okay, well, I guess that leaves more for us. <laughs> she's yeah. like, just being, you know, you gotta be strong when stuff like that happens, though. Yeah, you're, you know, if your if your uh, husband or wife is a superhero and you know crap's gonna go down, you can't like fall apart at every second because you spend your whole life falling apart. And that adds to the story too, because yeah. you gotta think what it would have been like at the beginning of their relationship, as she was just getting to know. Nolan before they got married yeah before they had a kids or whatever the fact that this guy was going off and facing lord knows what yeah there could have been plenty of instances in the past of graver threats that that hit this earth or attacked Nolan at some point and then some of the stuff we're seeing I mean it's pretty crazy uh and she's just like shrugs it off so I'm sure at some point in her uh, she's had to Develop, She's probably seen it all. Yeah, develop a thick skin in order to try and deal with what's going on. Let's let me ask you this: What do you think about uh, Mark and his relationship with his dad? You read it and you're like, man, these guys. This is like the best dad ever. <laughs> Yeah. You know? I mean, he's just a good dad. He uh, always has time for, you know, his family. Unless the world is in grave danger, mm-hmm. um, he makes it home in time to eat. And, you know, he, he may be late, but he still sits down with his family. Instead of, he encourages his son by saying, hey, let's team up. Instead yeah. of saying, you know, you know, you can't do this. You, you've got to be careful, blah, blah, blah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. He's like, well, hey, if you, you, you know, I can't do anything about it. So you've got these powers. So let's, uh, let's see what you can do. And now maybe I can train you. Would you say that he's excited about the fact that his son's now got yeah. these powers? It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you find out that your son has the same interests as you. So I love to fish and my dad is an avid fisherman. When dad found out that I liked to fish, he was like, holy crap, <laughs> this is something that we can do together. Mm-hmm. And and he gets excited when I'm like, hey, dad, I got a week off. You want to go fishing? And he's like, yeah. I mean, he, you know, you almost have to calm him down. Uh, and, and, and me too, because I could spend time with my dad, you know, we both get to do something that we love. Yeah. You know, it's just a, it's a cool father and son story. Yeah. You're right on the fact that he's kind of encouraging his son. Yeah. Um, as a parent myself, my son starts, if I have superhero powers or not, okay, yeah. my son starts flying in the air and, and throwing stuff into orbit and, and starts you want to encourage that. I, well, I don't know, man. I, my, my, me personally, I'd be excited. Okay. But I could tell you, uh, 
I I would be on the the way that I thought that Mark or excuse me, um, Robert Kirkman was going to go was make this dad a real stuffy dad. Uh, now, son, you can't be going out there and going off willy nilly, and can't be doing this, and you can't be doing that, mm-hmm. and you, I don't want you getting into this kind of trouble, and you know, because that's kind of what I'd be doing. Don't be kid. Listen, just kind of stay home <laughs> and watch your YouTubes, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's look at it this way. You've got uh, in The Man of Steel, the movie The Man of Steel, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Kittenett is like, hey, just calm down. Don't worry about it. You know, mm-hmm. you can't use your power. You can't You can't let anybody know who you are. And Nolan is like, no, nah, dude, let's, you know, get you a mask. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, we'll team up. Yeah, here, here, I'll take you to my tailor. It's yeah, just, exactly. This, this guy made me a suit. It's um, like my, you know, my dad loves it when he's like, hey, let's go get you a rod i'm like dad i've got a rod and he's like let's go get another one like, all right let's go and he's like you need your license no i got my license we can get your license dad i've got a lot i've got my fishing license all right all right you so know, I can, just gets excited i can identify with stuff like that when you show an interest in what your parent does the parent is going to get excited about it and i think that's yeah. you're right i think that's what's going on here omni man is stuck in a different dimension we don't know what the heck's going on with him you know, we end chapter three with Mark and his mom having to come to the understanding that, you well, know, dad's gone for, for right now. Hopefully he'll be back pretty soon. Pretty commonplace because I think, you know, the wife, like I said, just deals with it, goes on. So we get into the final chapter of this first volume. You know, the investigation is still continuing as to what's going on with these kids that are showing up with bombs on their chests. Right. Robot's doing some eh, robot. Good old robot. <laughs> he, he's at, you know, he's hard at it trying to figure out what, what exactly is occurring but we find out that mark recognized that most recent kid that got killed as a student that goes to his school so he goes and talks to robot and he's say hey, this is what's going on they're continuing to try and figure out put the pieces together as to and to figure out you know what the connections are why these kids and you know who's got the capability to attach these bombs to these kids because this is not right. like this isn't just a typical c4 explosion from what i remember reading is like when these things exploded it like would they leave, explode. They explode. Like there's nothing left. No evidence. Throughout this issue, we get this neat little. There's like this implied relationship amongst everybody. Or I should say, let's let's let me put it this way. A lot of people believe that Mark and Samantha and Vincible and Adam Eve are seeing each other at school. They think that because now these guys are hanging out together a lot mm-hmm. more, there's. You know, there's a relationship going on. Now, Samantha is actually dating Rex Blode. And she makes she makes that very clear up front to Mark at one point in the book. It's like, hey, look, you know, I'm dating Rex Blode, right? Okay, you got to understand. Oh, no, I'm not interested in any of that. But everybody else around them seems to think these two are a couple, no matter what. They right. think that that uh, Mark and Samantha are a couple. Uh, Mark and Eve. You, you, you said they call her Eve. I need to remember to start calling yeah. her Eve. So... They're thinking Mark and Eve are a couple. There's even at one point where this teacher in the class that they're in thinks that they're a couple. He tell he outs them because they were talking or something like that. And then, you know, he says, just because you're sitting there talking to your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever, and then the whole class, like... Yeah, giggle, giggle, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's not well, they sexual... Click. They do. They click. There's not sexual yeah. tension, as far no, as I no. can tell. You could tell he, he's kind of like, you know, he thinks she's hot. But yeah. it's not she, like he's trying, right? And, you know, she's cool, and she's, you know, she gets it because she... She's a superhero, too, and, and there's somebody that he can talk to. Mm-hmm. So next up, they finally find out who the villain is that's been blowing up these kids. And it turns out it's the teacher that just gave them a hard time. <laughs> Mark and Eve decide to suit up and go go confront this guy at his house. <laughs> And as far as villains go, this guy is like the... Uh, he's kind of lackluster. Oh, yeah, he's vanilla. He's pretty yeah. He's pretty darn vanilla. I mean, he shows up, they show up, and they're like, you know, they're expecting the, this guy to, oh my gosh, they're here, oh, they're going to kill me. But he doesn't, he's like, well, well I understand why you guys are here. It, it's a little bit earlier than I thought you guys would get here, but uh, why don't you come on in, Mark and Eve, and I'll talk to you about it. And they're like, yeah. what? what? Yeah. You know? So it's anyway, pretty much like I'm not headless. Yeah. He's like, you don't even freaking wear a mask, Eve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not too hard to put two and two together here. I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a physics teacher or whatever. <clears throat> they go in there, you know, they follow this guy into their, into his house and he's 
monologuing about as to why he did it. Popular kids this, blah, 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 that. His own kid committed suicide or something, so he decided to take revenge against the popular kids by selecting the popular kids, wiring a bomb into their body. Okay, this isn't just a bomb placed on them. He, like, biologically wired the bomb into them Yeah. somehow. He takes them down into the basement, and there's this kid that we kind of saw in a a couple issues before by the name of Derek, some jock, who's laying there, and he's wired with a bomb. And they turn around, they see the teacher who opens his shirt, and he's got a bomb. And he's like, yep, by the way, I'm planning on killing you guys right now. (laughs) Uh, Mark immediately grabs him and flies up into the sky, and apparently flies far enough, even though it's only a couple panels, tosses him into the air. The teacher explodes with enough force to send him flying down to the ground, which turns out to be a snow-covered Antarctica or Arctica or something like that. So he flew fast enough to get this kid out of, or to get this teacher out of the area to Antarctica in a couple panels. Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. But Invincible, none the worse for wear. Gets up, shakes it off, and flies back to, uh, flies back to the house. Kid's gonna be okay. Derek's gonna be all right. They've they've got him out of there. I believe they their uh, robot is working on trying to get this, you know, figure out how to make sure that this bomb doesn't explode or whatever. So the kid's gonna be all right, from what I understand. These two kids, you know, save the day, and we get our over our overarching story arc is now resolved. What's left but for Invincible to go home and eat dinner just like he does every other day. Uh, so he gets home, goes to his room. His mom's got dinner on the table. And a few minutes later, his dad walks in. <laughs> his, his dad is like, got. he looks, you know, he just looks like he's been haggard. Through, yeah, he's been through hell and back. He's got this beard going down to his chest and he's just like, you're like, oh man, what happened? Turns out, in that other dimension, where these time, these, these, uh, time, I call them the time dilated aliens. I have no idea what they're actually <laughs> called. But they're, 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 yeah, they go, in, he goes into that dimension and time works differently there. And even though it's been like a week or something like that here, maybe not even that. I think it was a couple of days. A couple of days? It's been eight months for Nolan <laughs> over there in this other dimension. Uh, so he's, you know, he's lived almost like, you know, almost a year over there in this other dimension. And he talks about, he sits down at the table, they get ready to eat. Of course, his mom's like, well, tell me about your day. And then, you know, Mark's like, well, you know, hey, I had to, uh, got to watch my teacher explode. I saved the day. And then his dad's like, well, yeah, uh, I was in a dimension and stuck there for eight months and blah, blah, blah. End up, he had to overthrow this kingdom and then convince some science guys to figure out a portal to open, open a portal back to Earth. Just absolute insanity. And his mom's like, oh, okay, well, uh, who wants dessert? Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we end it. So, again, we, we finish out on this family dynamic between Mark, his dad, Nolan, and Mom, who I can't remember her first name. Deborah. Deborah. You know. Slammy. Slappy. <laughs> slappy. Samsonite. Samsonite. Yes, indeed. The, the family dynamic between Mark, Nolan, and Deborah is there. It's neat to watch that, see how, see how this is going. He's finally come across his first, I don't want to say nemesis or anything, but he, he cracked his it's first, the first case. Yeah, he cracked his first yeah. case. First big villain. Yeah, first big villain. Killing kids. I mean, high school kids. Uh-huh. He fought his first big battle against uh, the aliens with his dad. It's just so much fun to read these first four issues. <laughs> you know what I love? What's is, that? Is the fact that we can't talk about what's ha- going to come up here pretty soon. I, that's what's killing me. I need to talk about that. I know, dude. There's just so many plot twists and 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 crazy stuff where you you can't help but go, what? These first these first four issues. They lay so much groundwork. Exactly. They they lay the groundwork. It's not holy crap. Yeah, it's 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 not holy crap. Blow your mind away. Keeps you entertained, but it's not like Kirkman. I assume he had the idea of like, okay, I'm going to start it out slow here. But I know what I'm going to do. I want to do yeah. this, 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 and this. But we've got to we've got to establish a few things first. Very typical superhero story. Kid gets his powers. Kid potentially joins a team. Kid just like you said cracks his first case. 
And really the only thing that's kind of out of the ordinary here is the fact that he's a high schooler trying to balance that with the fact that, and the other thing that's kind of out of the ordinary is his family life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still got to go home and we've still got to go to bed at night. We've still got to, we've got to talk to mom. We've got to eat dinner. We've got to do the dishes. We've got to do our laundry. So there, it's neat how they kind of interplay that bit of commonality yeah. in, in, in between the issues. So, but these first four, just like you said, I agree, lay the groundwork. Things are going to get much more fun as we go ahead because we're definitely, and this is, we're just doing volume one tonight. We're clearly going to be going into volume two and forward from there because, again, this series is one that I could not put down uh, mm. for very good reason. I like, I love some of the stuff that's going to be coming up. I know I tweeted you or sent you a message immediately yeah. a couple of times of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> holy <What>? crap. Yeah. <laughs> The first four issues ease you in. Yeah, there you go. And uh, they help you get to know your characters, and, and especially Mark. And the other thing I like about it is you don't think of superheroes having a home life because yeah, most of them you know, don't show that or they don't have one or, or anything like that. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you, Batman is Batman no matter what, uh-huh. whether he's hanging out with Alfred or whatever. The reason they don't <laughs> show much of his home life is because he hangs out with his butler and a kid. Yeah. You know, there's not much to that. Superman, uh, I've said it before, the 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 coolest thing that uh that I've ever heard about Superman is uh it was written by um Quentin Tarantino in Kill Bill. Bill is talking to the bride and he's like he he loves superheroes and he's talking about Peter Parker and everything. He said, but Clark Kent, Superman is the most interesting one because Superman is Superman. He didn't start off as Clark Kent. He started off as Superman and he adopted Clark Kent. Whereas Peter Parker adopted Spider-Man, Bruce Wayne, Batman, all these superheroes were their normal selves first and then they became super. Well, Superman was always a superhero. You know, he always had his powers, but he adopted a human persona to to be like us. And how do you see us? Clumsy, weak, blah, blah, blah. You don't see much of him hanging out with Lois and stuff, or, you know, they don't, he and Lois aren't married now, stupid new 52, <laughs> because he is Kal-El. He's, he is Superman. You know, he's not Clark Kent. He is Superman. Mm. So to to see us uh, to see a normal family dynamic the kid the mom and the dad uh, hanging out eating dinner clean your room do your homework you're not going on patrol with your dad as a superhero until you do all your chores kind of deal it's really fun it's really cool to see mm-hmm. in a superhero comic book you know and his dad is a novelist you know he tried to uh, I think it was nonfiction first and it flopped and then he just started putting all of his all his stories into fiction uh, mm-hmm. I think no 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 I'm sorry he tried fiction at first and it flopped and now he's a travel god you know he, he writes travel god books or traveling books you know about other countries because he goes to different country so he you know he does all the, you know he does that and he, he has a day job his you know his mom's a housewife <laughs> I remember and, I remember uh, at the at the beginning of that first issue where uh, dad's over in Malaysia right now and yeah. fighting the big you know the big demon or whatever and uh, his mom's like well I hope he picks me up something from Malaysia <laughs> I haven't got anything from Malaysia before I've never been there I hope he buys, <laughs> buys me something nice he's fighting a giant fire breathing dragon so it's it, it's just interesting and that's what drew me in it's just it's a different look on the superhero genre mm-hmm. to me uh, at that at this point now i will tell you dear listeners that it gets crazy I can't and wait. it draws you in and you just there's certain things in this that you can't believe happens mm-hmm. i will tell you this there is I, I will this is not a spoiler but there is a character that comes along and his name is alan the alien and at first <laughs> i was like that's ridiculous but alan the alien became one of my favorite characters oh boy kirkman knows what he's doing and he takes the generic and he makes it special because of you know the generic game boxes and and uh, weeby toys or whatever it was and <laughs> toys be we toys be we <laughs> and then he takes a character named Alan the alien mm-hmm. and uh, and he just gives him so much he takes this 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 alien this 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 being and gives him so much character and it's so much fun I can't recommend Invincible enough I want to spoil something real quick this is not a big spoiler or anything like that because I know we're going to talk about it when we hit like volume 
volume three or volume four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite uh, humor uh, humor related panels or humor related little inside things that he got into this into these books so far that I've read was. <laughs> Who was who was he was talking to? I can't remember what. Are you talking about the the comic panel? Yeah, where he's like, uh, and he's he's poking fun at himself and yes. comic books in general because Mark realizes he's at the mall or at the comic book shop. And his favorite comic book author That's and artist it. was there. Yeah, I couldn't remember and, the situation. And so he's getting his stuff signed, and he's like, "Hey, you know, sometimes I notice that your books. You know, how do you, how do you get your books out so quick?" He said, "Well, sometimes we just take the same background art and use it over and write different text on it." And uh, and it shows them standing there looking at each other. And Mark asks, "Well, isn't that cheating?" And it's the same picture, same picture, yeah. same picture. And then the fourth panel is, "No, not really." <laughs> And I was like, so oh, great. so brilliant. It is, too. It is brilliant. great. I have to wait too long between issues right now. Uh, oh, I bet you that's rough. Wait. Yeah, it's, it's it, like sometimes he doesn't. I don't know if there's a set schedule for Invincible right now, which is fine because he's got so much more on his plate. I mean, there are certain titles that I, I mean, I never collected, so I don't know if they're still running like the Astounding Wolfman. Um, I think they did a sign. Somebody science. suggested that. You, I think you it's, were, you read It's not that. bad. I liked it. Okay. Um, and what I read of it, I should say. And then, I mean, he's, of course, he's got The Walking Dead and he's got all the stuff that he's got going on with it. I mean, he's written every every issue of the walking dead mm-hmm. i mean you know, he's never had a guest writer or anything so that's an accomplishment uh, yeah and i you know give him some leeway because walking dead is usually right on time <laughs> um sometimes i'm just like you know it's been like three years since the last issue can we get one i mean that's what it feels like oh, okay i just want to say shoot has it really <laughs> re- no 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 but it's but i really that's how much i enjoy this run and i've stuck with it so long and uh it's you know it, it, it has it has in a good way gone off the rails and gotten crazy but it's it's a good go- gone off the rails and crazy this book is really you know if i didn't collect any other book it, it would be this one if i had to choose two it would be this one in the walking dead mm-hmm. well i think that's a testament to how good mm. robert kirkman writes a story yeah uh, absolutely and again for listeners out there who are wondering if this is a good series to pick up and start reading uh you know if you can catch it if you can catch trades pretty easily at the beginning and start from there there's a lot of content comiXology obviously offers the collections and stuff like that it's worth it i've read i think the first five volumes so far pretty sure i got through the fifth volume already you are a boss dude well i'm telling you these are these aren't they're not extremely dense reads i'll tell yeah, you but right. i know when you picked up volume one that's <laughs> true <laughs> when you uh, there's a guy i think that shows up here later in volume three or volume four he's from the government or whatever man whenever he shows up on a panel it's like freaking i don't know 10 lines of text that i've got to sit there and go through yeah anytime that guy shows up i'm like geez here we go but (laughs) no that's the only that's really the only like mega dense part that i can remember sitting there going okay this is kind of getting tedious but they're quick reads. I honestly, and, and they're enjoyable. So if you're, if you're a Kirkman fan, if you enjoy watching The Walking Dead and, and you're a superhero fan, grab a hold of a, a trade or so of Invincible. I'm sure that you'll enjoy it. Uh, and if you have the opportunity to start issue one and go forward, first trade or whatever, mm-hmm. do so. But other than that, that's, that's kind of all I have to say about it. Ronnie, you got anything else you want to add, man? No, nah, man. I mean, there's so many end jokes and there's so many little things you got to look out for. I, I've read it. I've read since reread the the volumes uh, multiple times. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's volume one of Invincible. Volume two will be discussed at some point. Hey, if you're thinking about writing a review for the Invincible animated series, I feel this would be a good time to plug a sponsor of the W2M network, and that is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of syndicated source material, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. 
Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. Thank you very much for joining us. Do not forget to subscribe to our new home by punching in W2M network on just about any podcast platform to get all of our content into your audio feed. Also, give a like to the Rattlich in Broadcasting Network and W2Mnet.com Facebook page in order to stay on top of everything that we have to offer. If you'd like to follow the Source Material podcast on social media, just follow at SourceMatCast on Twitter, and we are on Facebook at Source Material Comics Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please feel free to share. We look forward to entertaining you again soon.